0: I'm Megan. And I'm Nicole. A.K.A. The The Shallow Shallow Sisters. We're just identical twins trying to navigate this crazy thing called life in some rather interesting times. Why life in the shallow end? Well, one, it's obvious. But two, we have learned that if we want to live the life of our dreams, we can't just launch into the deep end. We're here to get vulnerable, get real, and learn a thing or two along the way. Are Are you you ready ready to to jump jump in? in? Okay, so first things first, we probably should talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, probably a good idea. (laughs) COVID-19? Yeah. What the H-E double hockey sticks? (laughs) I mean, I think we can, there's so many different ways that people are approaching this topic and figuring that piece out has been hard and an adventure for everybody, Um, everyone has their own path to how they're going to handle this and the unknown of how long this is going to go is pretty scary. Tell me about it. I'm a huge planner. Yes, (laughs) me too. And working in a field where I have to serve clients one-on-one in person and then all of a sudden transitioning to the internet and telehealth services has been a wild ride. But, you know, we'll get there. The motivation's high now yeah it's so true um, I'm watching a lot of businesses try to leap online and I am very grateful that I already had that kind of ironically built out yes. um, but yeah it's been quite the whirlwind and I just can't even in hindsight now like I was having such a hard time seeing the future of like what anything looked like after like February and now like I'm just like oh Okay, it's because the world was going to turn upside down and everyone was going to start working from home. Um. I feel like our normal as we knew it is gone now and it's how we move forward into the next chapter. Yeah, never thought this would be our first podcast uh, topic, but here we are doing Mm. a podcast in the middle of a pandemic. unique I would say (laughs) yeah I I mean it's just to help connect everybody too and I think that's where our motivation lies is we want to build this thing out so that other people feel heard um and maybe can relate and feel that it's okay to be vulnerable at a time like this because yeah that's kind of all we've got at this point (laughs) so Nicole like where are you at right now um I'm at a place of calm today um only because I've managed to set up some pretty good routines for myself. Last week I felt like I was drowning and floundering and just getting by with whatever I had. And I lost half, like half, I'd say like 95% of my workload last week. Um, which made my, and I'm not one person to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. That's really hard for me right now because I am so such a go-getter. Um, So, yeah. Today, though, feeling better, um, the exercise and creating some boundaries, which we'll kind of talk about today, has really helped me become more clear this week, for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. How about you?
0: Where are you at, Megan? (laughs) So for those who are, you're gonna start to be able to tell. You've got the analytical twin, and then you have like the emotional roller coaster twin. <laughs> and um, I speak a lot and in into with words of intuition and emotion, and that's pretty much what's been like. It's almost like a spark plug that just like is not able to plug in. Like I'm just there's sparks flying everywhere, and I for the last week or so been trying to find. Like how I'm able to tap back into all of this and like see the clarity amongst all the chaos. Um, So I cried most of this week and last week, and then finally found some clarity after realizing I had to create internal structures um, and boundaries and put things into place that I've never had to do before because all of a sudden we're all online and we're all so available to each other because we, that's the only place we have to connect because we can't even connect in person. I was working so hard on trying to get out of my house and connect with people in person. Um, And here we are having the universe tell me, no, shut your door, like keep in and start connecting on social. And I'm just like, don't make me do it. Um, So yeah. So placing some internal boundaries of like times of day of doing certain things and, Yeah, it's been interesting, but now I feel clearer today, and I also took a little bit of a social media hiatus where I'm not scrolling for the next seven days, and I think that was the biggest game changer. Even just making that decision has, like, helped me feel more in control of what I'm ingesting, like, what I'm mentally digesting on social media. Well, I think part of the social media, like, for me, I know I was waking up early, wanting to check the news, wanting to check where things were at in the world, because I felt like I had no control, and basically I was waiting for my government to give me some structure, (laughs) like what can you do, what should you do, and now that I think a lot of governments have set in place some pretty clear guidelines on what we need to do, and they've defined social distancing so nicely, um, and self-isolation, I'm still kind of confused if we should be like completely self-isolating, or who's self-isolating, or what does that really look like, but... I mean, when I walk down the street, people, I, people move like move away, and I'm like, "What did I do?" It's like if that happened three weeks ago, you'd it'd been like that person's so mean and they're so inconsiderate. But now it's like everyone's being kind to each other and respecting each other's distance because it's a new gu- like rule that's being placed on us: is don't go near people. Yeah, which is interesting. Two feet away at all times. Two meters. Right, two meters. <laughs> How many feet is that? I don't even know. We're in Canada, everybody. The <laughs> We're using the metric system? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So I think today our topic really is um, setting boundaries, starting with our personal boundaries and how we can create some form of control in our lives in a world that is out of our control. I mean, we can't control the virus, we can't control other people, but what we can control is ourselves and how we go about our days now and how can we shape that to make it more of a positive experience versus of an anxiety-provoking, freaking out on the couch, eating all the bad food type of experience. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll let Megan jump in because she's done a lot of work around work boundaries and how that's been helpful for her. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, so with the way that I used to run things um, with my... So I have a social media, online social media company, and my contractors kind of ran on their own schedule and I'd be up by 8am and then some of them would jump on at 8.30, sometimes they'd hop on at 9 and I didn't really care and then all of a sudden it was causing me so much anxiety that everyone was showing up at different times and I had to be readily available for them whether it was 8.30, 10, 11.30 or in the afternoon Um, and then I just decided, okay, first things first, okay, boundaries within the business. Everyone's showing up. I'm not, we're not doing anything until 10 o'clock. And then it gives room for anyone to do their freelance stuff prior, teamwork stuff at 10 and then freelance stuff in the day and they don't need me for that freelance stuff. Um, So creating that boundary first was really key. And I've been really fighting waking up at a decent time. I've read the book, the 5 a.m. club and afterwards I was like, yeah, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. Go oh, gosh, from getting up at 7:30 and jumping from 7:30 to 5 a.m was just like not even gonna happen. So then I felt defeated and I just like gave up. And when this is all happening, I didn't even feel like I could wake up. Um, like there was no drive. Like I had no positive reinforcement for getting my butt out of the bed in the morning. So of course I called like my sleep reinforcement um, Nicole. <laughs> Megan's going to use terms here that we're working on clarity. <laughs> yeah. So just be patient if you're a behavior analyst listening to this. Um, I needed my sleep gal to tell me what to do. So, I mean, that has really, and it's only been like two days and I've already had like better sleeps, which has really helped me stay calm. And I've committed to like running every day during the week because I know, things can come at me on the fly during the week so getting my heart rate up and being able to release that stress through running has been really helpful and if I don't run then I'll do something else that's active enough to get me outside and moving Mm -hmm. and yeah like not I mean I've never been like it's been a long time since I've been a Netflix person like to really binge Netflix um I kind of stopped that a couple months ago so Now it's just kind of figuring out that routine. I started learning guitar, which really helped my brain Mm. get out because I'd never learned that before. And starting a new skill, I don't know if there's anything about that, but it definitely helped me get grounded. And did you find by setting those work boundaries, you had more time to do these things that you've always wanted to do that fill your soul and make you happy and just... Yeah, because I was always on Slack, available for k- contractors and clients if they needed me. And then and I for was, anyone who doesn't know what Slack is, Slack is a, <laughs> it is a website. What is it? Like it's a, a communi- platform. It's a to platform communicate. to communicate with teams, like a team yeah. management social platform. So people are always messaging on there. Always. always, it's like having people text you all the time. And yeah, so it's just always available. And now, like I'm looking at now that I've created these boundaries, I have all of this time. Like I can go for a run. I can bake chocolate muffins. Mm-hmm. Like. I can learn the guitar, I can read a book, um, all in one day, and, and I can work and do what I need to do, and it's all in one day, but I needed to create those boundaries for my business in order to then establish some, to, well, business boundaries, and personal, there's like a gray line, mm-hmm. but I was able to establish those, which then allowed me to establish my personal boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and turn phones off, and like make decisions that kind of helped yeah, I think it's really, and that's what I've been working to with work boundaries is I have a few colleagues that we talk all the time and we've both had to be really kind to each other to be like, to give ourselves cues. I am online, like explicitly tell someone when you're there. I don't have kids, so I'm a bit more available, but some of my colleagues have children. And if I'm messaging them during time that they are with their kids, that takes them away from their kids um, and their one-on-one attention with them. So we've been really clear on like, I'm here, are you there? And if no answer, then we're not going to push it. Um, Because we can't, especially when we're working telehealth, you have to be more clear on communication, I think. I think that's the biggest piece is you can't just assume someone's going to understand what you need. You actually have to tell them at this point. And setting boundaries, if you have never really done that or practiced that before, especially if you worked in like outside of your home and had to go to work this is going to be a whole new game for you because now you're at home and that boundary of home, you have to split it into home and work. Mm-hmm. And how can you make that really clear for yourself? Um, so that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious what that looks like for like someone that may work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, we've got a mom, my mom's at home and she's working an eight hour shift at home, but I've been watching, she's going over her time limit of what she probably would normally walk out the door at her office, but mm-hmm. because she's so easily available on the phone, she's like running half an hour late and mm-hmm. she's definitely not getting paid more by the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to, to be able to establish those and to close it off. For me, it's turning off the laptop or just shutting the door to the office and not going back in um, or logging out of social media. And I think the best thing, too, is to establish when, what times are you working today? Are you working 9 to 5? Or for someone like me, maybe I'm working 9 to 12. Then I'm going to do, like, personal stuff. And then I'm going to do a 3 to 4 or, like, a 3 to 5. Um, but it's, I mean, I have work to do on clarity around that because I do answer people during the 9 to 5 day. Um, but it's, that's the hard piece. I know some people say the best thing is to, like, wake up and get dressed for what you would wear to work. On a regular day. Because if you stay in your pajamas, then you're not giving your body the cue like, oh, it's time to work. Some I've heard some people put on different types of shoes when they're at work versus at home. Just to give them that cue of like, okay, I'm in work mode now. So I don't know. Hmm. Um, sleep. You mentioned sleep. So how are you feeling about... Do you notice a difference from a night... And I think sleep is the first thing to go because right now it's so anxiety producing. And it's just... Yeah. Everyone's so worried. Um... But sleep, as Megan said, is helps with our emotions and how we deal with stress. So, Megan, for someone who's who had struggled with sleep for the last week, well, month maybe, and now you've kind of addressed it a little bit, how are you feeling? Pretty good. Calmer. Mm. Less reactive. Mm-hmm. Still slightly reactive, but I think that might be in my nature. But, like, no, less I- reactive to the external situations going on, whether it's personal, like... Mm-hmm a sibling bothers me or something yeah Um, (laughs) or if it's more like work related if something reactive happens I don't take it on and freak out at the same time but like you asked me what motivates you to get up in the morning and I was like I don't know like legit tears just rolled down my face and because I didn't have anything that was motivating me to get up I like didn't want to leave my room so establishing some motivating factors or tools or and making it, to do yeah and making it manageable I think too because we try to if you try to take on the 5am club right away you might fail because yeah. it's so intense mm-hmm. right or things like that if you're like I want to do so much in the morning and you do that right away it's yeah and a sleep routine was good too yeah but just the and then keeping your wake time the same I think Once yeah seven. and then you're tired actually game changer Changing the ringtone of the alarm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It is a game changer. I've never used this alarm sound before in my life. It's getting me up so easily. Whereas the other ones, I was like, no. I don't want to listen to you. Well, I think what happened was, and if anyone's experiencing this, when you hit hit your alarm, your current alarm sound, and as soon as you hear it, you hit the snooze button, and then you start to hit the snooze button more and more and more... That's a sign you might need to change your alarm because now that alarm is triggering a whole sequence of behaviors that will result in you just hitting the snooze button until you're desperate to get out of bed. So yeah, try it. Tip of the day: change your alarm if you really want to get up earlier, um, and then just start that new behavior chain that you're really working and then on. And let us know how that goes. Yeah, I feel like that I'm will be try to collect data on that. I know it would be great. It would be great. Um. So I don't know for today, I think the biggest takeaway is just setting those internal boundaries. Yeah. like with everything going on in this world right now, where we have very little control over anyone else's behavior or the reactions that occur or like the rules that come out from the government, um, or anything like that, this is something that we can take long-term. Of course, I already am very aware of how much time I was spending trying to cater to other people's schedules when I realized I should definitely cater to my own first in order to Mm -hmm. make sure that I'm the best I can be for everyone else. But yeah, like really holding on to those internal boundaries. Think about maybe three things that aren't working for you right now, now that your situation has changed and what can you do to... How can you flip it? How can you flip it? How can you make it fuel you? And I feel like everybody has a different preference of what that looks like. For me, it's reading in the morning and starting... Like, building that solid morning routine before I even turn on my computer. Work in progress. But start slow. um, Start setting those boundaries for you. And really go inward right now. Like, focus on what makes you happy as well as connecting outwardly because we're – like, that's also very important right now. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness for FaceTime, right? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. So – uh give us a follow on the podcast itunes apple situation if you want to leave a review we'd be happy to respond and we'd be so grateful for you to put one down there um five star reviews are welcome (laughs) and also we're on the gram oh yeah we're on instagram at life in the shallow end the, that's, it. that's, it. that's <laughs> it not dot com Nicole. Nope. at life in the shallow on instagram we'll be putting up a website soon but uh, that's where we're at so give us a little follow give us some suggestions on what you want to hear and we'll go from there all right all right it's all been right. nice it's time to get out now yeah all everyone right. hop out of the pool it's time to go time to go back into our regular uh, daily programming All right. Okay, bye. Bye.